1: Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. A podcast with myself, comedian, writer and occasional actor Dame Baptiste. My producer friend Howard Cohen aka Dehiza. Hello. And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked.
0: We are talking everything from... We are talking everything from Alice from Nottingham's question. What are your thoughts on vaping? Dane likes vaping, I think. Yeah. I don't like vaping. I used to like smoking, but don't do that anymore because I'm going to die if I keep doing that. I mean, you're gonna die anyway. Sure, but I will die quicker. I guess
1: so. I mean, for me, vaping. There's a bit of science uh, there, but I mean, for me, I've I've indulged in some vaping sometimes, but I mean, it doesn't do. For me, it doesn't really do much for my smoking. I still like cigarettes and also love pop. It's bullshit.
0: They're saying, um, oh, don't smoke vape, and then I saw the you know the patches to stop you smoking, and then they've got a a cloud. You can spray a cloud to stop yourself from smoking. It's all bollocks. Uh, Thanks for your question, Alice. And on this show, we ask and answer all the questions, don't we, Dave?
1: That's right. No, the question is too big, too small, or clearly not too nicotine deficient.
0: (laughs) Uh. I Haven't had a cigarette since the 31st of December.
1: And it's not affecting you in any way whatsoever. Um, so, And if you do like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, and you never miss an episode. We can hear all of our very special questions being asked and answered by our very special guests. With that being said, on today's show is a British Nigerian writer, media executive, satirist, and author who previously worked as a banker. He's also a political commentator who regularly appears on Channel 4, Newsnight, Channel 4 News, Radio 4, Times Radio, LBC, and Sky News, just to name a few of the spaces that he has talked all things satirical on he is also published in major newspapers magazines and is a co-founder of the black writers guild and author of think like a white man a satirical guide to conquering the world while black which is a great book which i have read uh, and highly recommend uh, i met this guy initially on twitter and now you guys get to meet him it's a pleasure to welcome to the show mr nels Abbey. Dane, Howard, thank you so much for having me. Much appreciated. Oh, yeah, welcome nice. to the show.
0: I want to tell listeners that Nels is actually pumped to be
2: here. Yeah, I am indeed. I, just, I mean, I've done quite a few podcasts in recent years, and this yeah. is the one I've been... This is one of a few, but this is right, really up there in terms of things I've really been excited about doing. So it's delight, it really is a delight to be here, dare I say. Right.
1: Know? Wow. No, it is to say, I mean, we are... Uh... We always try to give our guests their flowers and list uh, some of their as many of their accomplishments as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this one is yeah, just definitely nice to have you aboard, man. Um, Fancy
0: a lug on this vape? (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna have to pass on that. That (laughs) sounds like such
1: a. Terrible euphemism, yeah. Howard. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> bring it to that level. Yeah. Do you have any smoke-based vices at all?
2: I don't. know. I've, I've got. I've, I come from a very interesting background. Uh, my dad was a man who loved to, who loved to smoke a little weed almost every evening, pretty much. He was A very successful, interesting man. I couldn't
1: possibly relate. <laughs> 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 interesting guy. Uh,
2: just, I just, I just was quite different to him in that regard. Right, so, right. so completely functional, but in yeah, the evening, was yeah. I like to relax with a little, with a little, with a little yeah. bit of the herb. Uh, yeah. Yeah, nice.
1: I feel like my my dad, uh, he likes to have a beer a couple of beers on a weekend, right, right. goes to the pub and that's never really been me, never mm. really been a pub guy. Mm. So sometimes right. it's like a really small act of rebellion. I feel like if you're if you normally have quite a relatively harmonious relationship with your parents and other re- aspects, yeah. You might be like they do that so I don't really do that kind yeah. of thing. So yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. I think that's what it was for me too. Just the whole—I didn't smoke any further, like but I think I just think for a range of different reasons. I just, um, particularly my dad, and then um, who who I admired in many areas so I So I don't want to be like you in that regard. And I just think yeah. I just did, and plus anything whatsoever that's just going to get me in
0: trouble with the police or anything else (laughs) (laughs)
2: i'm I'm
0: steering clear of that i've been for enough trouble in my days well uh uh, it's probably time for a question isn't it dane as the format of this show dictates
1: absolutely as our very esteemed guest now i'd like to invite you to ask the first question which could be any question you like about any topic you like which we'd like to discuss with you for about a quarter of an hour then my producer friend howard cohen would like to pose a question to you as well to discuss for 15 minutes and then, keeping up with tradition i would like to pose a question to you to discuss for the same amount of time and then we'd love for you could tell our listeners and viewers where they can find out about your good works, past, present and future. How does that sound?
2: That sounds like a delight to me. Thank you. Nice, nice. That's right. Let's get into it. My nice. first question, mm-hmm. or my question is this, nothing too controversial. Dane Dane Howard. Mm-hmm. Who is the most dangerous person in the UK and why? <laughs> that
0: is a what inspired question. this question? It couldn't be the policy of any government.
2: Could it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you, you're, you're a very, very insightful man. There, <laughs> how, there we go. What have you been thinking about? I've I mean, been, come I've on. You, you, what, we... I've been looking about where we are as a nation, uh-huh. uh, what's going on in the nation right now, the changes that are being made, and how sometimes things that are sold to us as a bed of roses turn out to be a bed of thorns. What turns about a crowd of thorns or so? Uh, so it, there's so many things going on right now, particularly. In politics, that I mean, over the last twenty-four hours, we've seen pretty much the first um, Brown Prime Minister and the first Brown Home. no actually, I think the third Brown mm. Home Secretary or so <laughs> yeah. in a row. Um, pretty much, the Home Secretary gig is now
1: pretty much just a
2: all-ethnic all ethnic minority gig at this <laughs> yeah, particular moment right now. It's a uh, very good reason, it's but it's we've a,
1: seen that quite a foreign influence considering it's the Home Secretary role. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We could argue. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's a really good question, and uh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice breadth for subjectivity there. I
0: um, mean, it, it's tough. It's tough to nail it down. I've got, I've got, I'm going to take a punt first Go of on. all. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think, yeah, on that basis, I'd say that the current prime minister is probably the most dangerous person mm. in Britain for me at the moment. And here's my reasoning for it. I think being the fact that he is the richest member of parliament, mm-hmm. uh, I think that there is a direct positive correlation between your, uh, net income or net worth within parliament and your ability to empathize with people that are less fortunate within the country. Uh, I also say this because of the fact that, uh, he is a former employee of Goldman Sachs and has enough connections and affinity with, uh, people, particularly from a, uh, group that orchestrated some of our more difficult economic times. Mm -hmm. Um, and as, as a, on that basis, I don't see him really, uh, encouraging or spearheading any regulation to prevent anything like that happening again. Um, because I think Rishi Sunak might have been at Goldman Sachs when the credit crunch happened.
2: We have been quite young, but he but he was a high flyer. Yeah, yeah so, so he was
1: definitely a high flyer at the time. But I feel like he... And you'll, you'll know better than me that... Uh, I feel like Goldman Sachs were on... Well, particularly in the States, were on the board that signed off the bailout in the first place, they they made up a big part of that. Uh...
2: Yeah. So they, they, their former staff, I don't want to say too much, because many, many, of, my, many of my dear friends are former Goldman Sachs guys who are <laughs> doing quite well around the world right now. So yeah. Right now. But, but yeah, so a lot of their staff have actually gone around many, many different places. A lot of them are in government. A lot of them are quite influential across society. Yeah,
1: they, they,
2: they spread around, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And sex is an influential and powerful organization. Yeah,
1: yeah, so so that would be part of the reason. I also feel like uh, having an extremely wealthy wife uh, who has non-dom status seems to be very problematic for me, and I think that could probably set a precedent which would allow for a lot of other people sharing the status to leverage that same fact hmm. um, to yeah have massive long-term implications for our tax base, hmm. which you'll look the other way again. Um, I'm reminded of the soundbite where he uh, tried to endear himself to potential voters by telling them that he oversaw a uh, reduction in uh, aid to less uh, yeah. wealthy, yeah, yeah, less absolutely. spending, yeah. So borrow. So I think again to do that and now be in a position whereby he, again he will not have to observe any accountability for that if that's yeah. a practice he wants to continue can have you know serious ramifications. Um, he uh, reinstated to Braverman. Yep because as bad as she is and she could have definitely be she's definitely on the shortlist for top 5 dead or alive for dangerous people in Britain definitely uh, at least ideologically but for him to see that and be like yeah she can come back in this cabinet mm. uh, I find deeply disturbing uh, So far as I feel like as a civil servant there's an element of uh relatability that should be kind of part of if nothing else your uh, gimmick yeah and I am deeply troubled by uh, anybody who does not know how McDonald's works. Hilarious. <laughs> uh, that, that's scary. Like if you don't know how to tap you tap your card in McDonald's or at a petrol station, <laughs> that is fucking scary. That's that, scary. That, yeah, that, yeah. That, that means I don't know. That, that that tells to me, Eric. My butler does everything. Yeah. Mm. Like, that makes me wonder if like like that's that's as like Prince Charles not know how to use a pen. Like it's yeah. You know I I think that Rishi Sunak represents a uh, new elite class within the UK which may be the one that replaces or rivals that of our uh, landed gentry yeah. or monarchy, um, where, you know, these people are only answerable to, or do nothing but enable, whether it's oligarchy or, um, or oligarch yeah, oligarchy or, uh, multinationalism and mm. multinational mm-hmm. corporatism. And I think he, uh, is going to encourage all of this that will be at a uh, serious detriment to uh, people in the UK. It's a good,
0: it's a good so, pick. Yeah. So we've got Rishi Sunak. I'm going to go for a controversial one. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to pick two. I'm going to pick Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Elon Musk mm. because they can infiltrate every country mm. uh, <laughs> in the world. Don't well, no matter which country yeah, you yeah. are. They pretty can, much, they can, they
1: can infiltrate theoretically. But at the same time, it's like these guys, there's only certain regulation will limit them because obviously mm. there'll be certain servers and stuff digitally which can stop them from entering other places. Yeah. Whereas I think Richard Sinek is the kind of guy that let's say that, you know, some kind of court or like human rights courts ruled yeah. against an Elon Musk or a Mark Zuckerberg. He's the kind of guy that goes, yeah, come on, wash your money here though. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Come and invest. It was like, you know, remember when Liz Truss, because she was very dangerous because she, she kept trying to um, justify deregulation by claiming that they would it would lead to investment mm. and it's kind of like even if you do represent a part of that corporate entity just as they buy and say oh they'll just invest they'll just invest what does that even mean mm. is it a very ambiguous term to say that you'll invest are they investing in infrastructure yeah. are they invested in like a uh, framework for healthcare, or you know are they buying up so,
2: assets on mass or so y- just buying housing yeah. stock entire postcodes or it, so and then yeah. becoming everyone's landlord or something yeah so invest is very broad and big ambiguous term that really doesn't have that much of a meaning but yeah yeah it's just it's just,
1: it's it's something that for me and and it represents a large part of this uh very dangerous uh, what people refer to today in populism as like word salad yeah mm-hmm. whereas there's certain words that are used as uh, dog whistles to yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, mobilise uh, certain aspects of the voting company. Yeah, keep Because yeah. investment to people that will win on Thatcherism, mm. that, that sounds positive just, to yeah, you. Yeah, positive, if yeah. you grew up in Thatcherism, it's like, oh, they're going to invest in the country. That makes you think, oh, so that means, okay, there'll be available affordable housing mm. or that means that people are going to be creating new job opportunities. Mm. It doesn't address the fact that, like, these job opportunities are going to exist within a Greek economy and they are, you know, hard, largely dependent upon trying to uh, destroy unions or, you know, just destroy collective mm. bar- or i guess um delegitimize collective bargaining in general yeah or you know passing legislation so that you can't unionize or you can't protest working conditions yeah. so i think the person that's overseeing all of that right now uh, i think is comp- an argument
0: to be fair mm. i mean my my reasoning was just the fact that i just feel that the the, the the looking at a different bit of existence at the moment that the disconnect uh-huh. we all feel from each other yeah. on a daily basis. And I fully believe that the best things in life are based around uh, natural nature, reactions, you know, being in a room. It's nice to be in a room with you now. It indeed. Like, if you're on a computer, it'd be fine, but... Wouldn't be quite as good as seeing you yep. here you know, look at your shoes. We've got then, quite, sim- we've got quite similar, uh, similar shoes on actually. It be, uh, we've uh, actually got lines, the same. Lines sho- lines no, are, we haven't got the same. Asics, shoes. I don't know what yeah. those are. But, but yeah. you know, it's just yep. good to be humans these are, these in un- a room. These are,
1: these are Under Armour. Yeah, How the, <laughs> the Under, under Armour Howard Coens. Yeah, they made specially. once
0: mocked them. Um, but it's fine. <laughs> but the, um, the luckily, they, the the armour part means Howard didn't give a fuck. Yeah, clearly. But I get a feeling that those guys, their platforms. Yeah. The way they're going to hoover up all this AI stuff very quickly, to me, it just feels like that is a dangerous bit. Because once we lose our humanity, Dane, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then we're really done for. Somebody
2: played, did you hear, there was something about when you mentioned the AI thing about losing their humanity too. And you think of how creative you have to be and both of you guys have to be. Everybody in this room, what we all have to do is to really get our work out Mm. there. And then I think of someone like a Jay-Z who's creative on such a massive level mm. how far he's had to go and the level of imagination and everything else. And I'm sure you both saw it where somebody actually just wrote some lyrics into it, actually just sent some lyrics into a particular program uh-huh. and the program wrapped it back to them. It sounded verbatim mm. like Jay-Z. And you're thinking, yourself so, this could easily replace jay-z can literally be the word they use again um he could uh, like create a surrogate yeah, just stay you, at home yeah, so you can almost be um, you can oh all, automated yeah, yeah, yeah they can yeah. you can actually automate on that level mm. and to a point where you're thinking and there is a lot of danger out this side right now when you mention that too in terms of actually what's going on technology and ai in particular mm. that there's so even when you see things online you could be deceived I mean, how reliable were things being caught when you are handing in audio in court, or yeah, so, yeah. or something? Like, who knows what could be? and All three of us have our voices out there yeah. in large, mm. in large quantities, and the yeah. tone and methods, or so. So, it's
1: quite it's scary. Re- it's very scary, especially because the uh, prime minister has recommended ex- uh, adding mathematics through the entirety of the uh, curricula yeah. and further education as a, an incent- as a compulsory subject mm. for students which for me is like, is that because you just want everyone to just do coding? Coding, yeah, Coding coding in order to further mobilize Mm -hmm. this use of AI. Yeah. Um, Because I'd say for someone who's so insistent on us learning numbers, there's a lot about this this current cabinet and the numbers don't really add up. Mm. And uh, again, I, I say the danger is because I feel like the buck stops with him. It's also dangerous because of you know the the optics of the current cabinet because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people are celebrating the fact that we now have our first uh, Asian prime minister, mm-hmm. but um, for me it's like it really is about the fact that ideology is not something that uh, really has a skin color. A lot mm-hmm. of the time we've yeah. uh, you and I have discussed on many occasions that there are many people that may share our skin tone but do not share our platitudes Absolutely. in the slightest, and in many ways uh, represent the antithesis of our ideas mm-hmm. where uh, egalitarianism is concerned. But it's like. You know, again, this is, you know, this is somebody who uh, almost bragged about not having working class friends. Yeah. Hmm. And for me, you know, we're talking about the majority of the uh, of the people in this country. Yeah. And you are now in a position where the idea, ideally you're supposed to be a civil servant to the needs and whims of these people. But yeah. I'm deeply yeah. concerned about somebody whose uh, priorities in the uh, advent of, you know, artificial intelligence and, you know, austerity is, you know, talking about, the, again, vague, vague, vague promises of levelling up and mm. also trying to pass legislation which prevents protesting, which is, allows people to remove their uh, their citizenship. Yeah. Um, but I think it's all done through someone who appears to be quite non-threatening, mm-hmm. very, very petite and uh, <laughs> very softly spoken. Yeah, yeah. How could he be causing any trouble? You don't, even have, you don't even have a beard. I don't even know if you can even grow one. I don't think Rishi Sunak can grow a beard. No, it's a, great, and, it's you know. a great TV show if you can make it, get a commission. Can uh, Richard Sunak grow a beard?
0: I, I, I think beard. if Suella Bravman
1: and Rishi Sunak start at the same time, Hilarious. You know, she'll definitely get a beard first.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, as so you asked the question,
2: yeah. who, who are you picking? Um, I, I agree with both of you. Both of you are so. Um, but I, I agree with both of you. I think they're probably bigger threats. The person who I'm going to mention is probably bigger threats than, um, than the person that both of you have mentioned is probably a bigger threat than the person I'm going to mention. The person I'm going to mention is for a slightly different reason mm. whatsoever, but it's just something that you both touched upon. And I do look at, I, I'm not sure it's just a person, one person, I think it's its a particular type of politics that is merged right now, and mm. you you alluded to it earlier on. So it's this, I call it the um, the diversity washing of almost t- certain areas I'm tempted to say fascism, mm. that yeah. you're seeing uh, the likes of uh, Suella Braverman, yes. for example, uh, who is She's pretty much Tommy Robinson in the home office. Hmm. But she's brown. He would be. Yeah, just got absolutely. look at what she's doing. I mean, at speak. least Tommy
1: Robinson gives money to sex workers. Hilarious. You know, at least <laughs> yeah. he, at least he puts money back into the economy by all the all the money he spent on cocaine. Well, yeah, but we don't know. We we, we can't assume <laughs> that that Swell is not doing. That's true. Thing,
2: yeah, true. that but is very true. I, I've yeah. seen her man. I, I'm not. I don't get the vibe yeah, bit, the beard it. Yeah, the big the thing comes back up um, again <laughs> when you. Absolutely, I'm not. get the vibe. that's a man who's putting <laughs> it down. But anyway, but anyway, but uh, plus the frustration must be coming from somewhere. But the the problem true. that we have with in this situation right now is that. Uh, Britain has a very, very right-leaning media. Mm. Uh, much of our media is very, very right-wing. And also, too, a lot of our media can be quite dishonest, too. Mm. They're not honest brokers. So when they mm-hmm. say, so you and I have discussed this a gazillion times, data, where we looked at this, we saw this coming, essentially, that yeah. we saw this galloping towards us, that we've got this situation, we've got these very diverse people, mm. um, but they're bringing extremely right-wing politics um, to a point where it's, it's the normalisation of politics that would have been considered
1: BMP EDL, just five, ten years ago. And I mean even the BMP when uh, Nick Griffin ended up becoming an MEP yep. wasn't as he was not you're he correct he wasn't he, as, even extreme he as, as, was as, as extreme he as was this, as, as extreme he as this. A, that's a about, very good a point about the jingoism he, he was, wasn't he yeah. wasn't as extreme as
2: this so this is further to the right of Griffin Griffin kind of just played and underground he
1: was him. so right wing his his right eye didn't work too great or maybe yeah. it was the left one <laughs> yeah. he was so right wing his left eye was just drooping and now yeah we are even more isolationist Yeah, and we're even more like jingoistic and you uh, know we like, you know, build build back Britain better and we have got like, yeah, keep calm and carry on and this we've got revision national, of like, war national slogans. front politics to a certain degree that's been
2: ushered in by very diverse people. <laughs> and it's and, and, and it's going to get worse. You've got a pipeline of these of these characters coming. Do you know what it is, Dane, right? For the three of us in this room, or four of us in this room right now, is that like the easiest the easiest way for us to get rich, you know what it is? Just pad the to racism. Just say if you can, ju- it's. A, I would tend to say that, that my daughter has to learn three R's, and C, and I'm not gonna say the C word, but it's uh, um, reading, writing, arithmetic, and then the other one rides with spoon. And I just mm-hmm. think that, yeah, that my daughter has to learn how to rhyme with spooning because yeah. that's the heart that is the most lucrative skill you can have as an ethnic hmm. minority in this world today. I've seen it, somebody, a lot of
1: comedians in particular, uh, there's been a particular rise in comedians. Who, uh, postulate as what they call themselves critical thinkers when really oh, yeah, all just, they're doing is yeah. appealing to a right wing fan to base, a very, very racist because, fan base. Yeah, because yeah. They, when they failed on stage when they were ethnic people and now decided to pretend that they are now uh, right wing.
2: I mean, you and I remember, so, so, we'll mention his name, but there was the rapper that was with that one particular place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew this guy from back in the day when he was a normal guy, <laughs> yep, and now suddenly he's become this right wing rock star. And he was a he was a failed Channel U rapper. And I mean, he wasn't he wasn't good. Oh, you were, so, so you were he, so he, bad. He was, um, you were so bad. You know who you are. <laughs> he was he was um he wasn't. Uh, so Channel U, one great thing about Channel, I think Channel U is one of the great institutions in British history because when you think of pop culture where we mm. are today in terms of first is where we were about pre-Channel U time or so. And I don't think one extra MTV MTV base changed moved the dial. It was Channel no, U. No, definitely gave us, U. that gave us the actual research and development um unit. And it was the best thing to watch after after a long day. At uni or anything else? Just yeah. watching. Normal people like us. Are you with me? Just absolutely on the right, shooting shooting videos with
1: cheapest with the cheapest. It box. was it was as instrumental as like Def Jam is to, oh, like definitely. the, the, the dissemination of promotion of hip-hop like that. Yeah, Channel yeah, so,
2: well, yeah, yeah, did exactly. so much. But you then take a look at what was so this guy was just he was so Channel you also to bought the British accent into hip hop and it did a very, very good way... So we found that ability to actually find that research and development um, unit through and it was good. I just loved all the South Side, um, North Wheezy, all those videos. I yeah. just love seeing people repping their ends in the but then we had this guy who was coming with this very, very again, this very, very American accent. He wasn't a particularly good rapper. He was, he just looked out of it, and he didn't work. It didn't work for him. It was a joke. Then suddenly he reinvents himself as this very, very extreme <laughs> right winger yeah, on Twitter. A, his whole and gimmick being about his right wing platform. enormous
1: trans- transphobic. Yeah, and yeah, and generates a massive, enormous, enormous, wow. enormous. Yeah. And enormous. I, I, I think that's a great. That is a great way of putting it. Is that it's a. Uh, Modern, this modern day like social media shucking and jiving yeah, yeah, yeah. has yeah opened up a whole it's new an industry. fan base. Yeah, It's an in, it's, it's an industry. An industry. And, and it is because like even mm. another example being like someone like Candice Owens, Candace Owens yeah. who really first realised her profile because of the fact that she had been uh, racially uh, abused herself, abused yeah. herself at yeah, school and the NAACP had taken That's up in. for her. And off the back of that, when she realised that she could make more money and have more profile by postulating as a right wing uh Basically, enabler of racism and yeah. race, a racism denier yeah. or racism, racism apologist. Yeah. Then um, she, uh, yeah, went that way. It was lucrative up until twenty twenty, yeah. uh, when it wasn't as lucrative to be openly anti black. Mm. And she then, like a lot of. Um, Uh, shuckers and jivers are doing now or like you know digital minstrels do now Mm -hmm. is that they're now moving towards this attack of like uh the transgender community yeah yeah. because it's still it's still a a minority that is still marginalized and there's an acceptable mistrust and hatred towards them whereas you know turn of the century would have been happy to
0: like people to say same thing about like uh muslims Mm. uh but yeah it seems um, strange that uh, you know they've jumped on this kind of bandwagon really because it's not like anyone's got to a position of power by being like a lucrative racist. Oh, they they? Have. I'm, yeah, joking. They have. I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. He's on trial today. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, he's fucking Trump's the ultimate. trump has trump and yeah. farage have kind of yeah. like gone down as like the fucking godfathers like they're yeah. like uh you know, very uh, gaudy for like for <laughs> Motown yeah, yeah. when it comes to so fucking not, monetizing so racism. The racism yeah, the you know. you, know, are you the know what I mean? mean? Yeah. You know, you know, and the thing just, with Sweller as
1: well is that yeah. like, it's it's like all of the sound bites are just like almost, it's almost nostalgic. It's like stuff that like Alf Garner would go, oh, that's a bit strong, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like literally the other day, like to paraphrase, they were kind of like, well, what do, what do you say about this report where it says the majority of people that are involved in child molestation are actually English? She was like, oh, nah." Well, she ignored she just, it. She just ignored it yeah, and lied. Yeah. And it was like, nah, was Pakistani but, Pakistani grooming gangs. This is after David Carrick has been revealed as one of the most prolific abusers of women that mm. the UK has ever seen. This is post Jimmy Savile, and she still turns Van and goes, hey, "Well, it's just, the, it's just these Asians, isn't it?" That's what the problem is. But, that, but you know what's funny? Mm. That, so that a key
2: difference between Britain and America in regards to this conversation, the danger it presents to us is that in America. On the ethnic minority side, at least look, Candace Owens. Candace Owens was even as Donald Trump was riding high and was president. He never brought them into government. No, he never brought them into government. He just put them. He just made sure they're on Fox News, they're on TV, yeah. they're, they're on social media, doing everything else. So in Britain, Candace Owens was born and raised over here and doing the exact same shit. Mm. She'll be Home Secretary. She'll be Trade Secretary. She could even be Prime Minister.
1: She'd be Kemi <laughs> Badenoch.
2: She would be <laughs> Kemi Badenoch. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing that I think hands, hands down,
0: I think comes up. For me, when you when we're talking about this kind of stuff, is, is you see certain examples mm. that play out now where you know you're because because you because we're kind of analysing kind of the boundaries, right? Mm. That's what that and and we're basically saying the boundaries have swayed in a massive one direction, right? Yeah, and it's fascinating because on 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 a flip side, you will see something like that cricket inquiry go on, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. where all these guys were being racist for yeah. years and yes, years. Yeah. Now. I can only tell you my opinion. That probably is that I, I'm assuming people were fucking racist there. Like whether the inquiry comes back with whatever, whatever you want to find people, whether you want to fucking whatever the verdict is, it ain't going to change my opinion. That I can't believe all these people have got together and made up these racist claims. Right? Mm. That is no. But the but the way that you talk about the media and the yeah. way the world plays it out is like, well, the headline's going to be he's he's cleared. Yeah, that's and what that, you're going to end that up. That was the headline. For the, yeah, and for the average person that's, that's the truth
1: yeah, yeah on that basis which i think is very valid that's probably why had he been if i knew he was based here mm. my answer may have been a uh, rupert murdoch mm. yeah because i think that yeah that's a very dangerous person. i always think point. that
0: it, yeah, yeah personal personal opinion maybe not, I'll, I'll just... but i'm not always sure it's about murdoch by the way there's a load of pin, pins around him I but, mean, I think,
1: yeah. I, yeah but i think he's he's been able to finance and enable all of that and it's all been a part of his vision a whether it's been about the uh the uh erosion of publicly funded um mm. media mm. and privatization of media or commodification of that media I think he's been dangerous in that respect it's also been very dangerous because he has been able to almost synchronize the the ideology with the entertainment offering it's yep. not a coincidence I don't think that like you know there is a synchronicity between football culture and and a lot of the uh, more regressive ideas about, you know, xenophobia and Islamophobia. Mm, the, sun. Like, yeah, the Sun, yeah, the Sun, yeah. Because if you think about it, like, how how can you have a publisher of a newspaper try to demonise Muslim grooming gangs when they sell pictures of teenage girls' breasts for twenty p? Mm. Good point. For years they've been doing that. Yeah. Uh, 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 to for a and I know men now who, when we were kids, would buy the daily started buy the Sun for twenty pence. Mm. Yeah. The first page is uh, is the teenage girl's breast, cheaper than a packet of sweets. Yeah. Mm. And then you wonder why you live in a culture of the object- objectified women objectified. Not only that, what kind of paradox have they been able to create in our heads where you have people who are vehemently opposed to immigration, but then wholly dependent on football culture, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is de- completely dependent on immigration. Yeah. Mm. Is is the only reason that the Premier League enjoys the, pro- the profile that it does is due to its immigration policies, yeah, I'm and also and also how open it has been to uh, external funding from oligarchs. Yeah, that started here.
0: We'll be back after this.
2: Welcome back to the show. Even when you look at how much English football has improved, by that I mean English national level football, mm. but in terms of how, as a nation, we go out into the world right because the competing on a level playing field with people from around the world, the best mm-hmm. around the world, has actually made our local boys much better. Than oh, of course. Yeah. If we go back once again say, I don't know.
0: I mean, you take the last 20 years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, even oh, at, not far. God. We had not about not eight far. good players. Was it 2000 and... 10
1: World Cup or so?
0: We're yeah, doing yeah, Shocking. But in that era, you had like 10 good players. Yeah. No, that was well, that in Brazil? No, that was... Um... South, Africa. South, South Africa. Oh, yeah, what's South yeah, Africa? Yeah, South
1: oh, Africa, yeah, that's yeah, when yeah. Mezzo Ozil, Ozil embarrassed England on his own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah he destroyed them. On his own. He destroyed yeah. them on his own. So much so... That is England's protests to the result of that game mm. is why we have VAR yeah, now. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. That's no, why no, we have... Yeah, that was, a, was that the goal line technology? The goal line technology, now, yeah. Be, so the introduction of technology into football, it was England... It was pretty much England just protested.
0: And then from goal line technology then came we, with VAR right now. But in yeah. terms yeah. of thinking about those, you know, the most dangerous person in the country, I think, you know, very roundly coming around to the the, the sense that this this uh, diversity-washed government yeah. are the most dangerous people now. And... and, and and that phrase is a brilliant f- phrase. I've not heard that too much before. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you spend a lot of time writing about <laughs> yes, yes, yes. what these people must be spending their life doing, which is thinking like the white man, right? That's yes. what that's <laughs> what these two people we've spoke about a lot, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. the prime minister and home secretary you're I, doing can i point something out if,
2: since we're on this brilliant podcast i've yeah, got a, a bit, bit left with this there's something else i want to point out who's a danger to this country well, not just danger to this country it's a danger in general and it's someone i don't think has got held out for enough criticism in this regard and it's related to the diversity washing also to it this is related to a little bit about anti-blackness and i'm going to call out his name and i and he can take it how he wants to take it he wants to see me he can see me in the street his name is Gerald Sullivan, otherwise known as Sully and Top Boy. Sully and Top Boy <laughs> is one of. <laughs> Sully and so, Top Boy. Okay, I have been studying this guy right <laughs> yeah. now, right? No, I don't know, I love Kato, but Sully and <laughs> Top Boy has turned his gun on so many black people, and, and yet yeah, for some bizarre reason. Including his own cousins so oh, I don't know it, what you're going to say even, to this yeah, guy, bro. Even Jermaine, too. But <laughs> yeah. Even, even Jermaine, his cousin, too, who yeah. he kidnapped alongside Mike. Yeah. And, but you know, but when, which, Mike, when Mike well, got popped, he got angry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. when, when Jason got burned in the building. <laughs> yeah. and, Son! Yeah. He got
1: angry. So he got angry. the only woman he J- made confronted to... him about it, he was like, "We still going on about that, Rev?" <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Ger- Gerard the, Sullivan is the serious. O- the
2: only woman he fell in love with in the show, he shot actual gender, not to the mother of his daughter, but to the lady on the bar. The bar, who is actually speaking to who is he really oh, the only person. He yeah, he's the only. But you see, and there's consistently you're seeing this, or so that if he, he murders. <laughs> Jamie in front of his younger brothers and so distraught,
1: traumatizing them. Yeah, you yeah. think this guy. Stab, this... Stab, stab. He stabbed the youth worker guy as well. Yeah, yeah, he in, did. The, in, yeah the in the summer house. Summer house. I actually, I
2: actually yeah, yeah. said when I saw the actor who played him, he was actually 15th well, central, I actually said it to him in real life. I said to him, "This, I would never forgive Sully for what he did to you." Yeah, yeah And I've he messed just messed looked at me like he was confused, and he just clicked to him. But yeah, but <laughs> but Gerald Sullivan, Sully, Sully, <laughs> he might be slightly t- worried about you. No, no, uh, <laughs> just to let you know, <laughs> Sully and Top Boy, in my view, his levels of anti-blackness is so stark, and it's that even when people are writing about the character, I'm just thinking, "Are you not seeing this here?" That He's the, he's
1: the arch villain do you think
2: he, he is he, he is Duchesne's very different Duchesne mm. even wanted to when Jamie and everything went crazy or so I know I've got a slight different <laughs> direction <laughs> yeah. but when Jamie <laughs> when Jamie was doing everything else he brought him in settled things down or so But yeah, yeah. James, Duchesne's a businessman this guy's literally a killer
0: rhymes with spoon. No, Are you with me? Yeah, like, yeah, basically, so, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. He's, but, he's a good chemical. You, uh, you agree block. with now on the docu- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about the documentary <laughs> is, series the top boy.
1: <laughs> boy. <laughs> he's been comp- complete denial about it as well. <laughs> yeah, and that's is. the scary thing about Sully is that no amount of money. Yep. Because he obviously as partners rich. with Duchesne, he's rich. Yeah. But he's still on the houseboat just waiting to take the next body. Yeah. Like um what's what's uh Santan Dave's um character? Bow Bodhi. Yeah, Bodhi. yeah. Yeah. Modi. Sugar sugar in the kettle. Yeah, mm. exactly. Dis-
2: blinded and permanently disfigured. Him. The amount of d- d- p- disdain and everything else you showed it to to black people in the show. And yeah, for some bizarre reason, he doesn't meet a white person, he doesn't fall in love with. Mm, and yeah. you think a whole don one second, this guy. <laughs> this is, I mean, we should, he should be home secretary. You know what I mean? He would, have <laughs> done the windrush. So maybe he that's where yeah. the, the series is going. Rush. That's it. Maybe yeah. that's where they're going. He needs to join. He needs to get membership cards. Sally overseeing the windrush scandal. We'd all be done. I mean, he would bring out the death penalty just for black people. That was it. That's yeah.
1: a funny comparison because you know it goes to show you that like when we were all contemplating who could be the most dangerous person in the UK other than you know the mm. fictional character <laughs> of Sully none of the other people are, are people who are known for actively being involved in any kind of politically motivated violence yep. all they do is just blow the whistle yep. that sets it off yep. which is always the most dangerous you know because uh, you can we can all sit here and contemplate the people that have orchestrated the most harrowing uh, human rights atrocities and genocides, and in many cases, they never fired a gun themselves once. Yeah, yeah, no. that's 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 what the most uh, scary the, thing
0: is. I was going to ask about the fact that the the, the, the the these characters in charge of our country, <laughs> yeah, yeah. these these diversity washing characters. Mm-hmm. How are they, you know, from, from the writing your book? Mm-hmm. Uh, how are they going to be dealing with thinking like white people? I don't. I think that so. Think like white man is a book about it's about ruling class white men
2: are you with me mm. and how they dominate the world and dominate how we think and everything else and how we can potentially and how we see the world and how we and therefore how we react it's, and it's, it's a legacy of hundreds of years of a particular oh. set of behaviour of a particular set of behaviours at
0: they're almost like, a, 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 a taking that on yeah. you know? they're taking that mantle on to though. a certain
2: degree it, but it's not just it's actually a very global thing if you look at the people yeah. who get to the top of countries such as Nigeria for example in fact just last week Boris Johnson got a hero's welcome by the Nigerian elite yeah. for a very good reason Boris Johnson even said that oh Nigeria is a great country for us. Mm. And a lot of Nigerians say us being who Nigerians or you, and they thought, yeah, it sounds like you because it's not a great country for Nigerians. But the key thing about it is that you then get these characters; they got on board, and you notice a lot in the corporate world, in particular, that the people who can really just hold that line, mm. who can hold that line, and really just speak in a particular way, act with a, do lose the scruples, and behave in a particular manner, or so um, that sometimes actually does actively collude with racism. That sometimes actively does behave in a particular way that you know is going to be detrimental to the community you come from. Or or detrimental to lesser to working class people or, or detrimental to the country across the mm. board. And they just recognise, okay, I represent a niche class and group of people or so. And it's effective. Is, it's very super duper effective.
0: It has been super this duper last decades, it's, yeah. it's, been, it's been obvious for many generations this that yeah. it's just when and our analysis of it now, because what we've witnessed, because because in some respects, I guess the people who did it in the past were a bit more fucking discreet. Yeah, they were. Whereas like Trump being like the reason the Mexicans are rapist, blah, 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 or the way that Farage yeah, yeah, yeah. has dealt with it, or now our home secretary fucking ever feels like mentally even saying that sense. Mm. They're not, they're not hiding it anymore. The bit I have to, I have to ask now, because you're a smart guy. Yeah. Why can the left not battle this? What is it on I the left that, that is fi- is finding it so hard to battle it?
2: Britain, Britain, I'll be honest with you. Well, Britain,
0: Britain, it's not the same in America as well, right? It's not... in...
2: Brit- Britain's unique to America insofar as America actually might be quite left leaning in many
1: areas, in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. many
2: areas. So, are or liberal, so not socialist by any means.
1: My, a lot more of a, the more more contemporary uh, progressive uh, movements have taken their cues from America. America, mm-hmm. yeah, and and because, and because of the optics. Yeah. So whether it's your civil rights struggles versus your uh, post-civil rights going yeah. on to your LGBT yeah. struggles but and assertions too, as well.
2: Even if you look at, for example, if we go back to, say, Marcus Garvey, which mm-hmm. actually predated the civil rights struggle, to a certain, or probably, you could say with the genesis of it, or that yep. thinking, the UNIA. Uh, Marcus Garvey was in um, Jamaica. He was a Jamaican man. He was actually in Jamaica, Jamaica, um, a former British, actually a British colony actively at the time. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go and see how people can be at their harshest, go to the former British colonies in Africa and Jamaica or so and go and look at the elite over there. They are hard-nosed people. Mm. They can be absolutely horrible. Yeah. Or, or, so just, Mark... or
1: just check who owns the banks.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <Swiss laughs> again, yeah. But then but Marcus Garvey, his movement didn't really pop off in, in Jamaica or so. Yeah. He had all the game, he had everything else. Uh-huh. He had to go to America yeah. for, it to really truly, for it to really and truly get to, to, for it to make some degree of traction. So there's a lot going on but in britain for example i think britain is, is a largely a conservative nation mm. Is a largely at least a socially conservative i think I, nation. I think one of
1: the reasons for that as well is that it's because of the the uh the social hierarchy varies in that while there may be a bipartisan um stratification with british uh society that also has uh, a monarchy yeah that also adds to that as well so whether or not you um subscribe to either sides of the center mm. you always still going to concede to some sense of social hierarchy in many cases mm-hmm. because the difference between america is that like while there may be a left-wing or you know egalitarian ideology it's within a republic
0: and anyone can where's even the top of it yeah exactly yeah. whereas
1: people here who might be like you know i'm salt of the earth i go to work and i'm have identified with ideas of left-wing or union might still be like oh the queen mm-hmm. even even like my parents generation who are will be outspoken and opposed to so many other aspects of conservative belief, whether it's like racism or anti-blackness, anti-Semitism. Mm. They still like, well, the Queen passed away, and it's yeah, 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 it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you know, in America, as you as you saw when I when I observed when the Queen passed away, mm. the people that appeared to be uh, most celebratory of this were African Americans, yeah. and uh, the Irish, mm. yeah, and and some uh, elements of Southeast Asians. Yeah, mm. but those diasporas. I, in the U- within the UK itself yeah. weren't as outspoken. They weren't, yeah. Well, then again,
2: we too, we, we knew
1: the potential threat it posed. Yeah, so
2: yeah, knew, the, the, everybody yeah. We knew... Yeah. The, somebody actually tweeted a long time ago. I don't know the name of the person, but the, somebody just wrote to this point, said that in the next 10 years, something's going to happen in this country. And when that day it happens or so, you... Black people need to keep their mouths firmly shut because yeah. it could actually change a lot of things. Because, again, when you look at it, essentially they treat the real, members of the royal family not as if they're human beings, as if they're gods, essentially, mm. as if they're literally human beings. Which, which is, which is a,
1: a strange paradox considering how much pride uh, Britons, particularly middle class Britons or Britain's bourgeoisie, how much pride they associate with themselves being enlightened from uh theocratic ideas of being or theocracy like so they're irreligious or atheist yep. you know and people will celebrate like the uh uh perspectives of like a ricky gervais who's an outspoken atheist yeah and i find it very interesting that so many people are outspoken about being agnostic or irreligious in this country and everyone seems to forget the first word of our national anthem
2: god say the great mm. yeah absolutely god
1: but even then too see, yeah. even then too when you take a look at it like
2: even when i, I said that they, it's almost like they're gods or demigods or so you then look at the first of the ten, and you look at this meant to be a Christian country to a certain degree or so, right? This is predominantly, no, everything definitely. else. The Queen definitely. is the head of the church or so. But trust me, t- as a Jew, I can tell you this is a Christian country. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so, so, but then if the Queen's meant to be the head of church, and you you treat the Queen like a god, and you think yourself, but this, how is this consistent with the first of the Ten Commandments? Do you think you should have no other gods other than the Lord? of yes, the yeah. Lord, of got. It's like, but you've or got make, a god god
1: make to make make any other craven image, and so or there's obelisks really outside of all the royal
0: properties in the first place. <laughs> I often so, have ended up in a conversation. People in my life, you know, not necessarily in these scenarios, but like talking about how, you know, I, I have no wish to keep the royal family, mm. and and and, it, and it, you know, it causes issues, doesn't it? Particularly, you know, amongst family, yeah, and and, or, or and just just family
1: because well, sa- sa- to some people they'll, they'll call you a cultural Marxist, yeah, and yeah, you well, know, you'll know you, what you know mean, what they mean, Howard Cohen.
0: I think I think. For me, I've, I, you know, you kind of end up in these conversations. You obviously hear people say stuff back to you that yeah, they're yeah. against what you're saying, yeah. and you know, kind of, get, I get to a point of it where I feel quite resolute in understanding my opinions because maybe actually debating it, with people has actually taught me something. Yeah, yeah. Kind of maybe the way I was thinking about it was too um, emotional. Yeah. And 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 I've definitely come to kind of the terms with the sense that maybe the reason we need to get rid of the royal family is so that nobody grows up thinking that they have they 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 i will never be the queen yeah i
2: I will never be the queen well i should say that i just want to show you this is my mum's whatsapp picture (laughs) my my, my mum is wow my mum is 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 is, was born in a nice picture of the queen born in the niger delta in in the in the 40s and quite literally she got a picture of the queen as (laughs) where she's from the life expectancy is about 42 right now there's like this savage by by
1: by shell and companies like that if you say anything bad about princess diana in my family's household oh yeah you're not welcome anyway. so you might as well asylum because yeah, yeah 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 the, yeah, yeah, the, the funny
2: right. thing so prince charles Ooh. and uh, charles and diana got married on my first birthday in 81 oh yeah and then um uh, <laughs> what's funny is that the plates of charles west down is still on my mum's wall to this very day the charles plate. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like our mum. Our mum does Mum lives a life it's like hey she keeps c- a cutlery over if royalty ever comes Everything that cutlery and yeah. the best of saying in one place you think so how did you how did you develop this this way well, it's the
1: pro- i think it's as like you said it's the proximity it's the proximity to uh religion yeah. mm. because of that divine lineage it's like you yeah, know yeah. people are seeing a i guess what they perceive to be a tangible example of uh yeah. divinity that they can project onto and by just being associated by the commonwealth to so a lot of people who themselves have had both their lands and minds colonized yeah, yeah, by yeah. these uh but ideas it, it, yeah. it creates yeah.
0: this dangerous thought in in, in 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 people whatever stage in life But you know it comes into an early stage where you're i can't aspire to, you know, all I can do is aspire to be as 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 wonderful and as classy as as the queen in the royal family, as if the f- lives they lead and the and the and the variables that we're talking about of of what you eat your dinner on yeah. and 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 what you eat for dinner and yeah. all these things and what what car you all of the I've got to, who drives like all of this stuff that means fucking nothing, nothing. for the qu- for the actual quality of your existence and the meaning of your life. I mean, that's my you know it really gets awkward because you often talk about the charity work that they do mm-hmm. and it's like yeah but go through go through that with a fine tooth comb mm-hmm. and tell me you'd be better off just giving the money of these people to yeah. you know, it, I
1: don't know i probably yeah no if we didn't have to kick up or pay That's for what I li- mean. via like a uh, leasehold to these people mm-hmm. we probably have a lot more left over for more altruistic concerns and obviously you know a lot of these people that are this poverty is born out of colonization yeah, and paying absolutely. uh compensation or i guess um you know continuing to pay to these previous uh colonizers but i think one of the reasons why how i feel that the left struggles to be able to oppose mm. this uh new kind of crypto fascist and uh, populism is because um well first of all even people who would associate themselves with being left or maybe socialist or mm. basically what we refer to as a working class have also been reared in thatcherism uh-huh. and uh also um have been able to i guess experience what we could argue are perks of globalized capitalism yeah, yeah. like we're not been, like a lot of the uh i suppose freedoms and uh like i said the collective bargaining that we enjoy today have not been around for that long necessarily mm. and by the same because i like i said being an 80s baby i remember going to see family up north when being able to eat fish with your fish and chips that's a luxury. That was a luxury. Mm. Yeah, yeah, That was a luxury. You've got maybe bits at best. Whereas, yeah. you know, technology has probably provided for people who would never really have access to certain other perks of life, you know, new opportunities for materialism, which have worked so effectively that they have probably, uh, yeah, been uh, affected. So, for example, you think about like 80s riots and riots that happened in like Death mm. and Brixton. Yeah, yeah. These are about people trying to associate their dignity with having an occupation and having rights as a human being and as an employee whereas the rights that we saw at the turn of the century people are robbing places like jd sports and because mm. really the mentality has changed now where we've you know thatcher thatcherism prevailed mm. and and for a lot of people however we talk about it, people saw that as a a real opportunity for social mobility mm. that would not have been provided to them by a left-wing government mm. and by the same token there has been there are a mixture of some of those values where there's like there's the working class values that exist in terms of like, you know, religious belief or commun- communal belief. Yeah, yeah. But so far as people's understanding of politics and economics, like you said, most people are much more conservative. Yeah. And you gotta remember that even aware- political uh, awareness or your the how that's a commodity that very few people can afford. Yeah. So if you think about how people are able to grasp uh you know, the ideas of politics and ideology in this country remember it's nothing to do with um going to school and stuff like that it's or as i say we're not living in a country of 100 percent literacy mm. so there are some people who only have a certain limited number of understanding and i would wager that most people or most of those people well let me put it simply the sun is what the biggest selling newspaper in the country yes, is, or the daily yeah. mail
0: yeah mm.
2: so then yeah of but, course. but you've taken a look that's a that's a key part about this too where you, where you mentioned because mm that people if if i ask both of you what what was your what newspaper did you grow up with what was the newspaper that you read that my in my house it
1: was the mirror because my mum grew up up north and mm. so that was the uh left wing aspect of it yeah. was in my household was a bit stronger yeah,
0: you know? yeah. Express maybe I the don't Express. know yeah, so like the
2: that. Express actually switched to, did, did the Express switch from the left wing from maybe, left wing yeah, B- yeah. I, I can't remember yeah. about that. I, I think the Sun was left sun, wing his, originally the as Sun was well. then Murdoch took over the Murdoch was yeah, yeah. very very right wing but you then look at this so also to the Sun you think about the 80s everybody's a winner baby and that sort of stuff right? loads like, of so money it just like just, um, it just it brought a certain type of a certain type of feel to Britain in the 80s so that you just even when you think back now it's not yep. like
1: Britain's moving things, mm. are, things are different you that's like at that, the height of global capitalism like introduction of the financial and yeah. The banking industry in um, London becoming that yeah, hot, yeah, yeah. London uh, Fleet Street, yeah, kind of was
2: right. Was but for me, it was the mirror, too. I remember my, my, I went to Southwark College in South London, in Waterloo, on the cut over there. And um, it was my, I, I was always reading the mirror beforehand. And my lecturers are very left wing, mm. um, my teachers are very left wing in college, and they they were mirror reading people. In fact, one of them was quite a like, one of my. Um, lecturers. My history lecturer was a guy called um, Paul. Hol- I was his name? Was Paul Holbro. And um, he was set up the anti-Nazi League. He actually mm. um, he was a very very interesting man. And he was the Mirror was nowhere near left-wing enough for him. Um, he thought that the social was, the SW the Socialist Workers' paper. So I know, yeah, that yeah. was the paper for him. He used to write for it. Serious guy. And it was quite funny. I remember I argued with him one time about, about John Prescott. This is when John Prescott was being called Two Jags. And I was saying to him that, yeah, he's a normal guy. He just has two Jaguars. And so you can't be a normal guy with two bloody Jaguars. Do you and remember it? when we thought and that was a problem? Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. we <laughs> <laughs> thought, why? Give me that. Fuck <laughs> 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 it. Up. Give me that. That's a, yeah, I mean, Two Jags was a, uh, was a, yeah, was a big yeah. deal back in the Jesus States. Christ. And that is so was, funny. Do
2: you know, there was an element of snobbery to that, too, because he yeah, was a very yeah. working, apparently, he used to sing on ships back in that yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. And the element, which, okay, you got this guy, and then, so apparently, in, 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 I never saw it personally. To the extent
1: I know, why he has two jags in the same way that, like, when you read the autobiography of Malcolm X, when the guys are like, "I'm gonna work here till I can afford the caddy," yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's it's the the same, same mentality. It's the same. It's it be, when you when you've got nothing or so mm. something represents. In fact, the one time, last time I stopped and searched by the police, bizarre stuff. They threw him in the back of their van. Mm. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was driving coming back from home for the gym, Baker Street. I was driving for Regent's Park, and they just they just, actually I didn't I didn't know they were they were trying to stop me, and then they just I pull in, I think that they're trying to. They had the sirens yeah, and the lights. Yeah. I figured that okay, these guys are just trying to go by me. Then after they're stopping about three or four times and then taking off when I see they're stopped, I realized they're actually chasing me. So then I got out of the car and then these guys had me, uh, said, can you just come in here? And I thought, you want me to go in the back of your van? And I thought, what have I done? And then it's the first time it's ever happened to me. It's a disgusting feeling. Uh-huh. And I got in the back of the van, sat there, and suddenly the two of them said, oh, well, basically, you're doing... Um, 35 in a 30 zone or so and I thought so you're stopping me for speeding by a couple of but like, literally two miles per hour belt to speed." Mm. I said and I just want to say to one well, guy just send me the ticket to my house you don't need to bring me your, your dirty van or that sort of stuff but what was interesting about it is that as I'm sat in the back there these two guys start talking Laurel and Hardy over here start talking to himself in the front of the van like um and I actually asked him first of all that are you arresting me because I've never been arrested before and they were just talking to each other about me in my presence if I wasn't there and they said yeah should we do him or should we just leave him and I thought to myself this guy's talking about me as if..." Mm-hmm. but as they were talking suddenly a guy pulled up with an Aston Martin right beside us and both of them just got distracted by it so that's just bloody lovely isn't it I just don't I mean. just two working-class guys or so. These are just two working-class guys who've just picked on me yeah. But they saw me doing something over here because they saw me just speeding a tiny bit. They're probably your like Jaguar. But part of me thought to myself, you know what? I need to get that Aston Martin because yeah. there's no way I'm not <laughs> going to make these guys jealous of yeah, me. Exactly. Because that has to, that has to that, be the punishment.
1: That, and that's the other problem which prevents the left from galvanising is that within the West, the left would be largely made up of the white working class. Yep. And what the white working class has been given is that where capitalism does fail them where they can't really live up to, its, uh, to the... Uh, aspirations or realize their full capitalist potential yep. is that they've been given white supremacy instead yeah, race and yeah. that's the problem is, there, is that they've been given race is that so what will ever prevent for a full galvanization of the white working class is the creation of social hierarchy because you've got to remember whiteness really only became a concept in order to galvanize a force to oppose what they perceive is the threat of a uh, black-led egalitarian revolution mm, yeah because you know we know how Jews are treated in this country. Yeah. Or, you know, in this country would have been uh, Irish travellers mm-hmm. or Romani travellers or Jews in America, the yeah. Irish, Italians or anyone who would have uh, been of the Catholic faith, particularly in the States. Yeah. yeah. And what happens is, rather than those groups coming alongside the diaspora to unify, then they are told that there is a hierarchy that exists and the closer your proximity to, I guess, Anglo-Saxon, Anglo-Saxon Protestants wasp, yeah. or WASPs, the... Uh, better off you are so that's the problem as well is that like it's like it's like you, uh, you may have seen a satirical picture where it's a kind of murdoch-esque man sitting in the middle of a uh next to a construction worker and he's got like one cookie on his plate and he's got a whole plate full of cookies and he's like you gotta be careful mate that guy's trying to take your cookie yeah. and that's one of the reasons why the left can't go because can't. for yeah. example now that the left have been pitted against each other so much to fight over what is really a pittance is that they now try to contextualize their struggle along these lines of identity politics, yeah. which really se- which really separates them. So for example, it's like today's argument is that I guess predominantly white working class people, uh, I'd say maybe upper working and middle class black and brown people, mm. everyone is now worried about like the proliferation of the transgender community, yeah. even though they're a massive minority. But the problem is, whether you are cisgender. A cisgender man or woman, or you believe in biological sex, or what? you're oh, I'm not sure if my kids should be taught by drag kids, Dra- mm. drag drag Sorry, your kids ain't got shit to fucking eat. Yeah, is you, is what is the issue? Yeah, when your kids leave school, there won't be no fucking job when yeah. they leave, or they'll be lumbered with massive debt, or they'll be forced yeah. to remain in higher education as a long-term distraction. Whoever the fuck is reading to them is not the problem. Maybe you should ask yourselves why the fuck drag queens have to read to your children. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that teachers feel so marginalised that they are going on strike yeah. because even teachers who are cisgender and, you know, express the same gender as their biological chromosomes, these people don't even like the job anymore. Mm. So maybe divide that's why drag queens are having to but, come in. Divide and, and that's, about, yeah, Even. About, it's
2: funny for me, I was about, so what, to, we, this is, the, uh, we're in early April right now, I don't want to date this, uh, but uh, sure. step out of my zone <laughs> so and date this, but we're in early April right now, and you want to speak of how micro a minority transgender people are. I live in London, I'm out and about every single day. I haven't seen a transgender person this year knowingly that I can visibly say that, okay, there goes trans or somebody just come and spoken to me or anything else. And yet for some bizarre reason, I read about them almost every day in one newspaper or another. It almost yeah. seems and like you, there's an agenda. Yeah, it does feel
0: like there's an agenda. Yeah. Dane, it's happened again where we have not made it past the first question, yeah. which means that we have to bring Nels back for another episode. Yeah, no right. way, because I, I haven't like. got to my question or your question. Absolutely. But it's been an excellent episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think,
1: I think everything was covered that I wanted to cover. for this particular episode of Wild going to be a, a long, uh, sustained period of discourse with the man Nels Abbey. Thank you again for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks. Um, please tell our listeners and viewers where they can find out about your good works, past, present, and future.
2: Yeah, I'm quite a lazy guy, so I don't have a website. I um, need to set one up, uh, but you can find me on at Nels Abbey on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, between one of those two places, just uh, message me or whatever, or so, or just say hello uh, or say I hate you, and I will buy your book. Yeah, uh, you buy the book on Amazon. Or Definitely good, check out the book, guys. You know, it's a really good, book, very really funny
1: book. If I do say so myself, it's uh, "Think Like a White Man." And uh, yeah, comes highly recommended from us here at Dave Baptiste Questions Everything. Nels, always good to see you, bro. Thank you, you very much for chatting. Thank Let's you. Let's do this again soon. Let's do it.
0: You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste and myself, Howard Cohen. For more from Dane and myself, make sure you follow us on Instagram at Dane Snaptiste and at The Howard Cohen. You can now support us on Patreon. Just search DBQE Podcast and unlock ad free content, and you can watch the full length video of the podcast. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have a question for Dane, make sure you send us a DM on Instagram at DBQE podcast and we could feature you in our next episode thanks for listening guys and remember question everything insanity group